Podcasting from a sex writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. y'all it's me kayla lords the smart lancer i'm back on my own this week for episode 65 um i will go ahead and fully admit right now i don't have tips and tricks for you i don't know that you will walk away from this episode with a list of things you need to try or to go do or that might help improve your goals or keep you inspired or whatever but i do feel like this week's topic is one that we need to have a conversation about. Um, Maybe a little bit of a reality check for some people, maybe just a reminder of what you probably already know and it's really easy to lose sight of. I say that because I often lose sight of this myself. And that is about time. Um, Now there is the conversation we've probably had in many ways over the years now about the time it takes to do the work we want to do, how to find more time in our day and how to be more productive and get more done with less time. And we talk a lot about that and that is an important thing. And I'm very aware of the time I have in a day for the given tasks I want to get done. Uh, But that's not what I mean. Um, The other way of thinking about this topic would be almost to say, patience versus time, which I find very hard to uh, believe that I am ever cautioning patience because I used to think I was one of the most impatient people I knew. Um, And there is another facet of time that I don't think we'll get into too much. It's certainly a big um, topic, maybe bigger than the Smell Answers podcast is meant to take on. And that's the fact that we often have more time than we realize, meaning that if you are 25, your life has barely begun. So no, you're not running out of time. But likewise, if you are 45 or 55, you still have more time than you realize to do the things that you want to do. Um, And that's kind of a big philosophical discussion. And that is something I have grown to believe over the years as I've gotten older, as I've started realizing that, you know, when I was 21, I thought 40 was kind of old. And now I'm almost 40 as of the time of recording this. And I'm like, that is in no way old. I am not old. My mother, who is almost 60, does not come across to me as old. There is time. until life happens. That's why that's a big philosophical discussion we're not going to have in this episode. I want to talk about the time it takes to actually reach the goals we set for ourselves. So we have talked in past episodes about short-term goals and medium-term goals and long-term goals. And yes, yes, yes. These are more, this is more about the long-term goals, the, I want to make a sustainable income 
as a writer. I want to build um, a podcast audience um, that supports, you know, sponsored content and advertisers are coming to me and they're paying me to talk about their product because I have a big enough audience. Or I want to build a Patreon that can actually pay rent and utilities and support me as a creator, like those big goals. Some people might even have less specific big goals and they might say, I just, I want to do you know, writing or creating content as a full-time thing. And I want that to be the only way that I earn my money. And I want it to be something that allows me a comfortable lifestyle. That is long-term, big, high-level goal, not very specific. So you won't, it's harder to say when you've attained it, but I think a lot of us have, we might have our specific goals, but we also have those kinds of visions in our head. And some people might even go, I want to make it, quote, make it, whatever that means. I'm not quite sure what that means either. Um, Also from observation, reading books, listening to podcasts, watching people who have achieved some level of success, even they will sometimes go, I don't feel like I've made it anywhere. I still have other things I want to do. So if you happen to be a person who's uh, thinking, I want to you know, become successful um, without something concrete behind it to say what success looks like and and means even when you achieve those goals, you might have new goals. And so it's never a sort of defined destination. But big goals, big things you want to do, especially when it comes to saying things like I want to quit my day job and I want my smut lancer stuff to support my family. Um, That is... I'm here to say an achievable goal, depending on the way that you are going about it. Um, I can also tell you that it will almost never happen in quite the way you envisioned it or even plotted it out on paper. And you had this nice, neat little plan of what you were going to do to get there. Um, And while I know some people um, look at the things that I have achieved based on my income reports and say that I'm absolutely successful and I am, I'm not negating that. I can also attest that there's still other things I want to do. And I don't necessarily look upon what I do as quote success because there are other things I'm trying to achieve. But all of those things, whatever they may be, the point of this conversation this week is to remind you that they take time. That when you have been blogging for two years, That does not mean that once you hit that two-year mark, you were supposed to somehow achieve some magical place. Like there was some level, there was some grade, there was some graduation from being a baby blogger to being a, oh, I've been doing this two or three years. Shouldn't I be at this, fill in the blank of whatever this means, level now? No, no. I think most of us have heard the a couple of truisms that I use to help me stay grounded and maintain perspective. Um, one is the idea that um, big success with whatever your passion is, whatever your goal is, can take as long as, if not longer, 10 years, a decade. Uh, that's a long time, okay? <laughs> the other truism is that to get really, really good at something, you have to Um, have been doing it, mindful practice, mindful um, work within your craft for 10,000 hours. Now, 
I also live on the internet just like you do. So I know that there are people who write books and blog posts and in, create entire uh, online entities to refute that, to um, say, oh, you can do it in less than 10 years. Look at all these examples. You can, you don't need 10,000 hours. You just need blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. And if those kinds of things help you, then go for it. I don't, I'm not counting my hours of how many hours have I actually written. Oh, I'm at 10,000 now. I'm clearly an expert. I don't take it that literally. Um, even the 10 year mark, I promise you, if if whatever I envision as the, the big goal I'm trying to achieve or success or whatever, um, if I hit it in eight years, I'm not going to go, oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I said it said 10 years. I have to, I have to wait two more years before I can call myself successful. On the other side, if it takes 11 or 12 years, I have to also remind myself that that does not somehow mean I failed. I use those numbers, 10,000 hours to become an expert on something, um, 10 years to achieve um, big scale, large scale, quote, success. And that is a very fluid um, personal term because your version of success might not be my version of success. Um, and I think success is a moving target because as you achieve one success, you may have other goals and you don't feel quite successful because you're working towards these other goals. Um, but I use those as sort of um, points of grounding myself. So when I'm thinking about the time I have put into the work I've done, in my case, I've been blogging since 2012. So this episode goes out in 2019, that's seven years of blogging. Um, I've been a freelancer since 2014, so that is five years of freelancing. There are times I become very impatient and I say, self, you should be further along than you are. You've been working for so many years, you've been at this for so long, or this has been your goal for so long and you haven't gotten there yet. What's wrong with you? Why are you failing? Uh, pro tip to myself, that internal voice, and to anybody else who can relate, you're not failing. You're not failing, you're not failing, you're not failing. So I use the 10 years, the decade marker um, as sort of a, hey, wait, I've still got plenty of time. I'm just really getting started. Um, I'm learning new things all the time. So because of the the nature of my smut lancing life, I have multiple sort of markers that I follow. Um, as a blogger, as a content creator, creating my own content, I started that in 2012. So that means the 10 year mark is 2022. So what is it gonna look like for me in 2022? I don't know yet, but I promise you whatever it looks like, because of the work and effort I've put into achieving these goals will be vastly different than 2012. Um, then I think, okay, I became a freelance writer in 2014. So the 10 year mark on that is 2024. Well, wow, that feels like a long time from now. Okay, things will most certainly change between now and then. And then the making money as Kayla Lords through my own content, I started that in about 2015, 2016. Um, right now I do it as Kayla Lord's freelance sex writer. Um, I'm striving towards uh, Kayla Lord's content creator and my own content for my own audiences is what brings in the majority of the income. Well, if we say, if we're just even conservative on that, and we say, okay, 2016 is when I started that, that means 2026. I got a lot of time. 
Now, some people, we have to be careful. Some people will look at all that time and go, oh, well, that means that I can like relax. I can, I don't have to work on this now. I can wait till the last minute. No, <laughs> no. Um, what it does mean for me is that I don't have to be in such a hurry. What I need to do is keep working on what is important to me right now, based on the information and knowledge that I have right now, based on the tools and the resources available to me right now. And as long as I keep putting in consistent effort, consistent effort is not every single solitary day of the week. Consistent effort should allow for breaks because life freaking happens. Um, sometimes little things in life and sometimes really, really big things in life. Um, and by consistently moving closer and working towards those goals, even if I don't hit, if I'm not where I want to be at the 10 year mark in any of those three 10 year marks, um, I will be further along than when I started. I will have achieved success on some level by maybe other people's standards, maybe not the level that I'm ultimately striving to get towards, but it will be more than I had when I started. So when you are looking at how long you've been blogging or how many pitches you've put out and have subsequently been rejected or the audience you're trying to create and you start feeling like you are somehow not moving fast enough, not achieving success fast enough, um, that you are somehow running out of time. The only time you are running out of time is if you know that there is an, an end point where everything you're trying to do truly legitimately stops, whether that's not to be morbid, whether that's death or that's some massive change in your life that you know is coming. Um, but the, for the vast majority of us, you're not actually running out of time. And if what is happening in the future that you know has a date, maybe you're having a baby, maybe you're dealing with uh, end of life care for somebody, whatever it is, um, as long as you are still breathing at the end of that life change, you still have opportunities to move forward later. That might just represent a big break for you that, yeah, might delay the amount of time it takes you to achieve whatever success is. But the one thing that will, won't just delay your success, will stop it in its tracks if you, is if you never get started in the first place. If you cannot learn how to be mostly okay with small baby steps, if you are envisioning that your smut lancer life is supposed to happen in leaps and bounds and you're one day supposed to have a blog and a month later you're supposed to have thousands of views and tons of traffic, you are setting yourself up for disappointment and you are also trying to turn this into a race and it's not a race. It is it is the epitome of the tortoise in that tortoise and hare race. It is the inch by inch, slow plodding steps that just keep going to the best of your abilities with the reality of understanding that there will be points in life where you can't devote as much energy to these goals because something else in your life is going on. Um, that's why I kind of, I personally find comfort in the 10 year thing. Now, when I'm feeling very impatient, I get very annoyed about the 10 year thing. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that feels so far away. And then, and this is a perspective not everybody will necessarily have, but if, if you, if you um, get it, you get it. My youngest kid is 10 years old, okay? In that vein, 
thinking about his life from the moment he was born, which I have, thankfully, I'm so, I'm so bad with my memory and I'm not um, um, a sentimental person, but I have very clear memories of that child's birth. And I have a lot clearer memories of his lifetime over the past 10 years than I even do over his older brother, who is only 14, partly because of the life we were leading in the four to five years um, of his life before his brother was born and, and all of that. So my 10 year old, I have very, very, very clear memories of his life. I, we reminisce a lot, um, his, his toddler days to now I'm watching the changes. Oh my gosh. And I now understand why people older than me have always said it goes by in the blink of an eye. So when you're standing at day one of year one of a, a 10 year process, it feels like 10 years is truly a million years away. But when you're standing at 10 years and you're looking back over it, it really is kind of fast. It really does go by faster than you um, think it ever will. And within those 10 years, if you have somehow convinced yourself that what you're supposed to do every day for 10 years is work nonstop on your goals, never taking a break, never allowing other parts of your life to interfere, you're going to be miserable at the end of those 10 years. And you may never accomplish your goals because Part of the process of achieving our goals is giving our bodies and our minds a break and realizing that we can't always have laser focus on one thing all the time. You can, but what you'll do is you'll sacrifice other parts of your life. And many of us are learning every single day about the importance of being present for other parts of our life, whether we are a parent, whether we are a caregiver to an adult, whether we have a partner in our life, like those parts of our lives need our attention just as much, sometimes if not more than the goals we set for ourselves. So I think it is easy to stand at year one and think, oh my gosh, 10 years is so long. How will I, what do you mean? You're telling me it might take 10 years. Um, but when you get to a 10 year mark of anything in your life, anything in your life, you can look back and go, Whoa, there were some ups, there were some downs, there were some really tough times I didn't think I'd get through, but wow, that went by. When I think about that, that feels a lot quicker. Like really it's only 10 years. It's 10 years, a freaking decade. I've got a kid who's been alive. I've also got a kid who's been alive more than a decade and it still boggles my mind because I, my sense of time has shifted over time. Now I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that there aren't times I feel impatient. There are times I want what I want to happen right now. And why isn't it happening? And sometimes I give into those feelings. And sometimes I remind myself 10,000 hours to become expert level on something. That's 10,000 hours of mindful work and practice on something, by the way, like the effort that goes into getting better at something and also 10 years to achieve success. And I've never calculated the amount of hours I've spent writing. I think at this point, I probably have hit the 10,000 hours mark or I'm close. Maybe I'm close. Um, but I wouldn't tell you I'm an expert in anything because there's always something new to learn. And I have noticed, little side note, I tend to find new things, new ways of creating content, grab my interest. I went from being a blogger who only wrote about my personal experiences or my fantasies to a blogger who was like, here's what I think about things and here's things you should think about too and giving advice and stuff to a podcaster. Now I do video and I have, I have an idea about another video thing I want to do that I need somebody to talk me down. 
just need somebody to talk me down. I've been spending too much time on YouTube, but um, I'm not going to verbalize it because if I say it out loud, I'll really want to do it. Mm, I need to be talked down, but I keep shifting mediums. I don't ever completely give up writing. I don't ever, you know, when I moved from writing to podcasting, I'm still writing, but now I'm podcasting. When I moved from podcasting to doing video, I haven't clearly, I've not stopped podcasting. I've just added. And I think for me, it's because I like to learn how to do new things and how to reach audiences in new ways. Um, and it's a little bit of the, yeah, there's always room for improvement on the writing end and now the podcasting end, but it would be really fun to go learn how to do this other new thing, even though learning how to do new things tends to scare me and triggers all my imposter syndrome and yay, fun times. Um, but even then it all takes time. And I forget that y'all. I'm not sitting up here on high, you know, telling you, here's how I have overcome all these things. Hell no. Hell no. I have still found myself going, what do you mean this, this video sucks? Shouldn't I be better at this? And then I go, wait, you haven't made that many videos yet, Kayla, like calm, calm your tits. Okay. <laughs> calm the hell down. You haven't done this enough yet. You're nowhere near expert level and you might not be for years and years and years. And you may never actually become an expert at it because something else will get, grab my attention and I'll flit off and go learn something else. Um, I, I think I epitomized the um, jack of all trades, master of none. People have strong feelings about that, about whether you should just do one thing or you should do many things. I'm a many things kind of person, if you hadn't noticed, um, but it still all takes time. Um, an example that gave me perspective. I have heard a lot of examples of this. Every time this conversation of it takes 10 years or it takes 10,000 hours, um, every time that comes up, somebody has an example. And so I'm going to be one of those people too, but this one is like really hitting home. First of all, 10,000 hours song by Mac Macklemore. Wow. Oh, I almost couldn't say the, the dude's name. I really like that song that, um, still lives on my uh, iPhone. And if I'm going to listen to music, which is very rare for me, that is one of the songs because it is about it takes 10,000 hours to get to, to where he is now at that point when he was recording. And he even says like, you think I just showed up knowing how to do this. You didn't see all the hours and the years that went into me grinding it out and figuring it out and being nobody and nobody paying attention. And then it just seems like I've burst on the scene. And that's what it can, what happens for some people is you didn't know this person existed and now they've got a best-selling novel on New York Times bestseller list, right? But what you have not seen are the years and years and years of effort that have gone in that now we're seeing their success. Which is why, and I've said in many episodes before, please stop comparing yourself because you're comparing yourself at your level to somebody else who is at a different level, a different point in their career, okay? You, we don't need to compare ourselves at all, even if, you know, oh, we started blogging on the same day, let's compare. No, please don't do that. But truly, don't compare where you're at right now with somebody else's success because on, you do not know how many years they put into it. You do not know what struggles they've had. You do not know how they got to that point. And they did not just show up one day with this fully formed piece of content that makes them money. Like that's just not how that works. It is years of struggle and years of being ignored and years of having really teeny tiny audiences and then one day growing and just sort of being there. Um, but the example I'm going to use because it's, it's really, it's just fulfilling a lot in me right now is Lizzo. I 
love Lizzo's music. I am in, I am in a happy relationship, but if you think I don't flip my pretend hair when we talk about you could have had a bad bitch, y'all, that music love her music i keep going on youtube binges where i'll just pull up the playlist of like lizzo videos and music and i'll just if i'm doing mindless admin work i'll just have my headphones on and i'll just listen to lizzo and i will get fired up because i love lizzo and here's what is hilarious to me about about that first of all because i'm on youtube a lot um a video of hers from her channel lizzo music is her channel showed up in my recommended. It was from nine years ago. It was Lizzo with her flute doing, I think, a, I think a cover. It might've been one of her original. No, I think it was a cover song of something. She had shorter hair. She was actually, she wasn't wearing near as much makeup. She looked really fresh faced and she's playing her flute. And I, re, and at first, cause Lizzo is new to me. So I'm like, wait, I thought Lizzo sort of, does this, does this mean Lizzo's had a music career for a decade and I'm just, she's just now hitting the mainstream? And to an extent, yes, she was creating music. She was creating music videos, but this video from nine years ago, and then you look at her today and you see the kind of music she's putting out. You see the videos that are going out. You see where she's performing. If that's not an example of, and that's just nine years ago, She's been playing music since she was a kid. Like she talks about that if you listen to interviews or whatever. But that stark realization that Lizzo was Lizzo nine years ago, but she was not the Lizzo that we know today and that we're like, you know, people are dropping tons of cash to buy her music or to go to her concerts. She was a person putting up a YouTube video of look, look at me playing this flute. Look at this cool music I make, right? I even, um, even like five, six, seven years ago, I was watching videos where she was collaborating with other musicians on YouTube that didn't have big contracts yet. And they were making, they were writing songs together and they were making videos together and they were enjoying some success from that, some like success for where they were at the time. But there's an evolution of watching her progress and grow. And here are the things I did. And that's, that's just a 10 year difference right there. Now, am I going to become a Lizzo? No, I mean, that, that wouldn't hurt my feelings, but also that would kill my anxiety. So no, um, are you going to be the Smutlancer equivalent of Lizzo? I don't know, but none of it happens if you think that you have lost time, if you start trying to pressure yourself to do more and more and more, move faster and faster and faster to somehow quote, catch up. Okay. It all takes time. And I assure you in the time that it took Lizzo to become the Lizzo we know and love today, there were times where maybe she couldn't focus on her music the same way that she wanted to. Maybe things were happening in her life where instead of doing a lot of big things day after day after day, she had to do small things to sort of keep herself going. I would love to hear Lizzo's story. If anybody knows of a video or a book or a podcast where she details it, send me that link. I want to know it because I fucking love her. The other thing that I, I want to point out to you about time and how all these things just take time. It's another Lizzo story because I totally did like a fist pump, yeah, kind of thing. I think it's the song Truth Hurts, but one of her current top Billboard hit songs, y'all, it was released like three years ago. 
and it's just now making the top. It's just now getting the airplay that it deserves. Um, so when you look at something you've created and, and you had high hopes for, or you had a thing that you were trying to accomplish, I'm going to take it back to Smut and Lance for Life, your Patreon. You've got a Patreon. You signed up for a Patreon and it nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And you're thinking, should I, should I just make that go away? What's the point? And I have been there, y'all. I've had those thoughts. Pretend you're Lizzo and think it might be three years before this Patreon really blows up. I can actually attest it was for me four years. I think I started my Patreon in 2015. Now in 2019, it's it's making a, a respectable income of about $350 to $400 a month. I'm not unhappy about that. I'm just the person who wants it to grow bigger. So that's one, you know, because one of my goals is to make money off of my own content. Thank you very much. Um, so keep that in mind. You are not falling behind. Don't, don't look at the 10 years as a schedule, okay? In the sense of if you don't make it by 10 years, whatever making it means, um, you somehow failed either. I promise you. In 10 years, you will be a lot further along um, if this goal is something that, that works for your life for the long haul and you're able to stick with and, and keep working towards. You will be a lot further along um, than you are year one, year two, year three. Every year you make a little bit of progress. That's forward movement. You are accomplishing something. And quite frankly, you might get to year five and your priorities in life might change. Your goals might change. You might think, I thought I wanted this really big thing, but I'm really happy with this life that I have right now. And I'm, I'm happy to maintain this and go off and explore new goals. 10 years is both a very long time, which is good because that means you have time to grow and learn and figure yourself out and keep figuring yourself out and keep changing and try new things. But it's also not that long at all. So if you are the type who goes, oh my gosh, 10 years is so long. Just, just telling you perspective, not really. Because once 10 years passes and you look back over a decade, it will feel like the blink of an eye. We are in 20, so let's pretend 2018. 2008, amazing human being became president of the United States, Barack Obama. That was actually the first election I ever voted in. I was almost 30. <laughs> I was almost 30 voting in my first election. Um, there's lots there, but that's not for this show. Um, and it was eight years of a fraught presidency because certain parts of the country and media lost their damn minds or just proved that they had lost their minds years before. Um, and then we've, we're in a hellscape of a current political system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I think back from 2018 to 2008, that decade, even now, 2019 to 2008, it sounds like a long time. It really does. But it's the blink of an eye. Believe me, I could happily put myself back in certain places in 2008. Just, you know, who we have as a president, quite frankly. Um, that's as much as I'm going to say about politics. Um, so I just... I don't know that there's anything useful here for anybody. Um, mostly, I'd, if you are struggling, thinking that you are running out of time or you're not doing things fast enough, I, I want you to know that that's a common struggle. I go through it. My, even now, even when I know how I should be thinking about it and the and sort of the, the best way to like calm myself down, I still go through it. Um, but also to help you realize you have more time than you realize. The most important part is if these are the goals that you are still right for you, is you just have to keep 
working towards them as consistently as possible, understanding that life will interfere and you will need to take a break, your health, your family, maybe you'll have a kid, maybe you'll buy a house, maybe something wild's gonna happen in your day job, like who knows what can happen. And your attention might get diverted for a while and you might not have as much time and energy to focus on the thing that you're working towards. But if you realize that it's really in this long arc of, let's say a decade, six months out, not that much time when you compare it to the, to the length and breadth of time that you have. And if your goals are, as far as you know, right now, lifelong goals of, I want to be this kind of person. I want to create this kind of content. I want to see where this path takes me and then follow it along in the different avenues that, that it might take me on. Then there is no end point. I mean, I try to imagine, I'm like, okay, okay. 10 years as a blogger, that'll put me at about 42, 43. Well, I'll just be getting started. Okay, 10 years as a freelancer. Well, that puts me closer to 45. That's really young. 10 years as making money off of my own content. Well, I'm still late 40. Like there's time. My mother retired at 58 from her job. She'd worked there 35 years. She's like one of the last people in the last generations to have held a job for decades. She had a 401k. She had stock options. She's got her retirement. She's like, yeah, I'm trying to think of what business I want to start next and what I want to do next because I'm not old and I'm not done. And so there are no real endpoints. The only endpoint is, y'all, morbid as it is, is death. Okay, <laughs> that is your endpoint. So the numbers and the time in which we think we need to achieve these things is a little bit arbitrary. It happens when it happens, but it only happens when we consistently work towards them, even in really small ways. Doesn't always have to be big actions, big bold things, leaps and bounds. The small everyday things or most days of the week things that we do, even if it's just brainstorming ideas or it's writing a sentence here and there, or it's staying connected to the community as much as we can so that we still have those ties to people. And then if you do have to take a break and you're jumping back in, you need to be kind to yourself and be compassionate to yourself. Think of what you would say to a friend of yours in the same situation. You would, one would hope, be kind and compassionate and empathetic. Why can we not do that for ourselves? Why are we always in a rush? Why do we always think that we are somehow late or behind or not achieving our goals fast enough? I'm going to end it here. You have time. Okay, that's it for me next week. It will be Molly and or Michael. It will be something else. It will not be whatever this morbid thing was. I love you guys. Have a great week. Hope this helped. Feel free to reach out to me on social or by email if you want to chat about this more. Bye.